Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> Big welcome back. Hope you're enjoying the sporting capital. one 736 on this Thursday night to call in. You can text it as well via 0433-981116 off the temper text. Well, there's been a lot of commentary off the field more than anything else surrounding Manly and the boycott of seven players in regards to the whole jumper situation that transpired over the last few days. Well, they're now out on the park against the Sydney Roosters. 36 minutes in. As we approach half-time, the Roosters lead 18-6. Joining us is the host of the NRL Boom Rookies podcast. He's part of the wide world of sports team as well, Matt Bungard. Matt, thanks for joining us. How are Manly going at this point? Um, yeah, look, the replacements are going about as well as you'd expect. They got pretty unlucky just there. They um, they got it back to a one-try game and then uh, messed up the, the ensuing kickoff and the Roosters scored from it to make it 18-6. So back to a two-score game. Manly with the ball was a couple of minutes left in the half. But yeah, they've. I mean, they, they the Roosters have clearly been the better side so far. But um, yeah, Manly have Manly have hung in there pretty gamely so far. So if not for that unlucky bounce ball for kickoff, we'd be going into halftime with a pretty close game. And you know, two tries are still only two tries at the end of the day. So you never know. But they're doing about as well as you could expect given the week they've had. Well, give us an insight as to how crucial this game is because everyone's mm-hmm. been talking about the external noise, and I'll get to that in a moment. But it's eighth versus ninth, and we're coming towards yeah. the business end of the season. <laughs> Well, that's that part of why this whole thing was so, like, ridiculous to a lot of people, and that's because there's four teams currently tied for eight spikes on competition points. These, these are two of them. The Raiders and the Dragons are the other two. And, yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. I mean, if you've got two teams playing that are on, on the center of points and there's only one final spot, only one of them is going to get in. So every game between each of these teams in this little cluster is massive. And so, yeah, for it to happen this week is just, is, of all weeks, it's just like madness. But yeah, it's a, it's a gigantic game for the season. And, and I guess credit to the club for sticking with the jersey because, you know, they could have easily backed down mm. and acquiesced to player demand. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, we hear this all the time when clubs sign a player because who's got, you know, questionable off-field behaviour issues or whatever else that we hear that winning comes first. And in this case, winning hasn't come first for Manly, and I've got to applaud the, the club stance for that because it would have been very easy for them to backflip and name a full-strength team for this game and such an important game. And Now, as a result of this, they might end up missing the finals completely. So, yeah. yeah it's an interesting salient point that you make. Have you, th- When you think back, do you think of anything more bizarre in terms of a build-up to a game? I suppose it's transcendent. No. The sport's become a societal type of discussion. Mm. Has there been anything like it when you think back at NRL history or rugby league history? No. I mean, you could go back... I mean, none of us were alive, but you could go back to 1909 where South and Balmain both agreed that they were going to boycott the grand final and then South showed up yeah. <laughs> off and won the grand final, which I guess if that happened in the modern era would would probably be a bit more prominent. But yeah, as, as long as I can remember, this is one of, if not the most bizarre weeks. And, you know, it was quite funny because we had 
possibly the worst refereeing error in his in, in my history of watching the sport on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, we also had a guy who lost part of his ear. We also had a guy who got fired for vaping at half time during his team's game. <laughs> and yet all of those things were basically not spoken about this week because of how big this story is. And it went international. There was coverage of it in England and America and and yeah, but I, I think that um I think that whilst um the, the initial situation has been pretty disappointing. I, I do hope, and I do think actually, that a lot of good is going to come from this in the long run. I mean, Daley Shervins, when he front, he was the manly captain for your listeners who aren't aware, um, fronted media the other day. Yes, uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, I'm not sure, but he um, and basically said that look, we've never talked about stuff like this in the locker room, and, and as a result of this, I'd imagine that those conversations would now be taking place in every locker room. I I, I know for a fact that. Um, I know for a fact that there are there are people uh, in the gay community, the trans community, uh, across that whole spectrum that um, have sort of tried to come forward and make their voices heard this week as a result of this. And I, I, not, not not that I usually come in here and my own show when I come on here, but we had a we had a listener of our show actually come out publicly. I would encourage listeners to seek stuff out. The first half an hour of our podcast on Tuesday, where a, a fan, a rugby league fan, a diehard Roosters fan, actually publicly came out. Uh, to the world, really, on our show on Tuesday and talked about how important this was for him as a fan and how important he found the discussion to have, uh, to, to sort of have as we sort of go forward. And, and then you hear from the Roosters coach, Jim Robertson, yesterday. You heard from a bunch of other former players, current players who were asked about it, all sort of being welcoming and being accommodating. Um, and, and I think the sort of pride stuff is only going to get more, more sort of ingrained in the sport in the future. So, yeah, whilst I think the initial situation was a bit sad and a bit disappointing. I think in the long run, we might actually be better for it. Well, the halftime whistle has blared and the Roosters lead 18-6 to over Manly. Just in relation to Des Hasler's comments in the lead-up, he was mm. saying that certain players weren't consulted and the whole situation was handled badly. I mean, away from everything that it represents and the debate that's been caused, yeah. what have you made of that particular well, point? I, I don't really... I mean, I, I can't imagine that most logistical decisions are made, are made with the consultation of, of players. I mean, presumably presumably players aren't consulted when a team agrees to take a game to another location for a round. Like, presumably players aren't consulted about price points in the stadium. Presumably players aren't consulted about a wide range of things that don't concern them because that's not their job. They're football players. They're not marketing people. They're not social justice uh, campaigners. Um, so I, I didn't really, that didn't really land with me just for the aspect of the fact that I can't imagine that they've ever been consulted about things like this. They're probably not consulted in any other week where a special jersey is worn either. So I found that a bit strange. But um, I suppose given the history that rugby, both rugby coaches have with, with, I mean, the Israel Folau thing, and there were a lot of players in rugby league that publicly defended Israel Folau. So I guess there was, you know, signs that this was going to happen and that this was a situation that could potentially have arisen. Um, but they didn't really think of that. And whilst I, that might have been a mistake, um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure that... Uh, and this was the point I made on Tuesday, was that, like, I mean, you, you, you've got jerseys that are plastered with, you know, gambling companies, alcohol companies, a wide range of, of, of companies that have, have moral or ethical sort of question marks around them. But you draw the line at a bit of rainbow around your collar. I just found it very curious. I mean, 
one of the one of the Manly Seven who's boycotted the game because of, he had to wear a jersey with a rainbow on it was uh, at court today in Sydney yeah. to, uh, to support his teammate who stabbed, who allegedly stabbed someone. So, I mean, I just find the moral inconsistency a bit frustrating because there's lots of things that are prohibited by the Bible that we kind of ignore, and it just seems like. I, don't, I can't speak for these people, but it seems like more wide-ranging that a lot of the time where people use their religion as a crutch to deride homosexuals, they're just sort of using that as an excuse to be homophobic, and it doesn't really land with me, to be honest. Off the SMS is a counterpoint anonymous here saying, as a gay man, I support Manly's rights to say no, or the players' rights to say no. Here we are again with mm. politics doing what it was designed to do, divide and destroy. What's next? Uh, just yeah. in relation to the game itself, uh, Matty, the Roosters, do yeah. you think ultimately they're going to go on with the victory given the boycott and everything else? Yeah. Uh, with uh, fitness I would well? be pretty, I would be pretty shocked if, if if Manly came back and won this game. I do just want to say though, I just and Peter Belandi's the ARL boss said this as well on Tuesday, and I don't always agree with what he said, but I did agree with this when he said it. I find the buzzword politics or political in this context to just be incorrect. I, I don't believe that um, I don't believe that human rights are political. Uh, in the same way that if they wore a jersey that was said, you know, you've got soccer teams in England that wear anti-racism badges on their jerseys. I don't believe that's political either. I don't believe it's political to be against domestic violence or against sexism. So hmm. basically coming out and just saying we want gay people to be accepted in our sport and we're, we're here for them, I, I don't see how that is a political issue in any sense. Um, you know, that there are, there are people across that spectrum on, on all sides of politics and I don't really... I've never really understood this this idea that you know taking a knee for racism or wearing a pride jumper or rainbow lights any of that stuff is inherently political. I just don't agree with that assertion at all. And whilst others do, I just don't. And I guess that's just that's the beauty of opinions, I suppose, David. <laughs> it's it's a beauty of debate, I guess. And I guess it's trying to separate maybe what is political and what political. is social. Uh, I guess they're two different yeah. things, as you mentioned. Exactly. Uh, just want to touch on the Melbourne Storm because obviously we're going to mm. primarily Melbourne market tonight with of this course. program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Ultimately, probably a lot more incentive for the Storm because the Warriors have only had the five wins for the season and the two far mm. back. How do you think the Storm will go in the run home? Well, if they don't win this one, they are in big, big trouble. They've lost four in a row, as I'm sure Storm yeah. fans are well aware. They don't need telling them. I mean, they almost never lose to the Rabbitohs, who they lost to last week. That's only the seventh time ever that the Rabbitohs have beaten Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and only this, I think it's only the third time in the last 15 years that they've beaten them. So, yeah, that was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Warriors, they put 70 on them on Anzac Day earlier this year. So they'll, obviously, they'll still go into that game favourite, even without you know, a ton of their players who they're missing because of injuries, suspensions and other things. But, yeah, if they don't win this, they've actually got a pretty tough run home. I wrote a thing for Wild Sports uh, last week, just sort of looking at the run home for each team. And they've got some really tricky games coming up. Yeah. Um, and it, they've got to arrest this slide very soon. I mean, they'll probably still make the finals, but, you know, right now they're only two wins above, um, only two wins, I believe, above, the Roosters in eighth, and you know the Raiders and the Dragons both play this weekend. In if one of them, yeah, and if they one of them wins, they're also only a game behind. Obviously, Melbourne have a better for and against, but there's still six weeks to go, and they've probably got to win at least, I think, two, maybe three of those games to make sure they make the finals. So it'll be really interesting to see if they can do that. Um, they've obviously got a ton of great players still on their team, but I don't know. Yeah, they've just lost so many guys, and especially their back line is just held together by bits of string at this point. They've actually loaned David Nofaluma, who couldn't get in 
who is currently is not in the first grade team at the West Tigers who are coming last. So that shows you how dire things have gotten. Well, Matty, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the clash between Manly and the Roosters. All the best, mate. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, mate. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. Matt Bungard from the NRL Boom Rookies podcast and part of the wide world of sports team at Channel 9 as well. We'll take a break. Back with more on the other side. You're listening into the Sporting Capital on this Thursday night. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.